winter has peaked in on us a bit early this year, it seems. This actually reminds me of hiking through the backwoods of northern Ontario during the first glimpses of winter each year. Occasionally, I would feel the ground under me start to crunch and crack, giving me an audible warning that I'd actually wandered over some swampland and very thin ice was underfoot. This was my cue to quickly turn back to more solid ground before I turned very cold and very wet. See, thin ice is painfully dangerous. We need something solid and substantial to walk on. The tender commandments of Exodus 20 open with God's call to have no other gods before him. Literally, the verse translates, There shall not be other gods before my face or in my presence. In other words, as his people lived and worshipped before him, there were to be no other gods or even images of gods between Yahweh and his people. This sounds simple enough for us today, right? Most, if not all of us, can say that we've avoided such blatant idol worship and image crafting that is described here in Exodus or in our Isaiah reading this week. Surely we don't fall into the same sorts of empty worship and waywardness that was warned against by this command, or do we? Let's not be too quick to pass over these first commandments as if they were aimed only at some primitive and unenlightened people. Granted, the original hearers of these commandments lived in a culture that regularly honored many gods. Often, people would have one primary god while also holding on to many other gods that were meant to help with various everyday needs such as finances and work, family and travel, etc. Now, as I typed that, I was actually brought to a convicting pause, because that way of life actually sounds all too familiar to me. I'm going to be honest here. I have the tendency to bring all sorts of other gods into my life. All too often, I bring other gods before the face of my Heavenly Father. I admit there are things that I trust in, give high honor to, seek after, delight in, and if I'm being really honest, worship in my life. These are the things like financial wealth and security, physical pleasures, success at work, fame and popularity, and even some interpersonal relationships that I hold. Of course, none of these things are wrong in and of themselves, and in fact, they can all be true blessings from my Heavenly Father. Yet when I rest so much of my life on things like these, they easily become gods which I cling to and rest the weight of my life on. That's when I am venturing onto some pretty thin ice. My Father in heaven knows this and lovingly warns me to worship and serve Him alone. It's important to notice here that God is not merely full of himself. Though if anyone has the right to be full of himself, surely it is the God who literally fills all things everywhere with himself. But I digress. 
God's commandment to uncompromised and unshared worship is drenched, actually, in tenderness and love. He sees me, his child, walking onto insufficient ground, and he calls out for me to quickly and fully return to solid ground. As that classic hymn says, all other ground is like sinking sand. Now, we, when we come before God alone, with no other gods between us, all of life can become held together in its rightful place. We become unhinged from our audacious allegiances to created things, especially those things which we ourselves create. And then we are placed into the tender hold of the one true God. This is where we learn the realities of God's words, such as Colossians 1.17 that says he holds all things together. Romans 8.28 that says that he works all things together for the good of those whom he calls. Or James 1.17 that says every good and perfect thing comes as a gift of our Father. The tender commandment of Exodus 20 invites us to seek first God and his kingdom. This is solid ground where nothing will be taken or lost, for that is where we are held completely by the tender hands of God. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand, and all other ground is sinking sand. I wonder, what are the gods that compete for your loyalty today? How do these things make you feel? Why is it that you cling to them? I know the answers in my life. What is distracting you today from coming before God alone and trusting fully in Him? Ask God to help you respond to His tender commandment and and trust in Him alone. 